right, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Drilled with Dr. Brady. I am Dr. Brady. We got a super special guest here today. We're going to introduce in a second. Before we get into that, a couple matters of business here. Uh, We are still live with nominations for our big, huge giveaway. And just as a reminder, this is the first time we're doing our giveaway in multiple cities. So we are doing our giveaway in the Vancouver, Portland area. We are doing it in Seattle, Washington. We have a doctor who's volunteered in Monterey, California, and we have a doctor in the Baltimore, Maryland area. So if you're within a reasonable driving distance of those areas, please send in your nominations. Now, anyone can send in a nomination, but you can only nominate someone other than yourself. So just keep that in mind and always, always please give me the uh, city and state where the where you are and the person you're nominating. I like to know that information. That seems to be omitted from a lot of people's nominations. So please don't forget that. Uh, but we love the nominations that have been coming on, coming in. Please keep them coming. And share in those areas. If you've got a friend or a family, family member in those areas, please share in those areas uh, so we can get some, uh, get some people some dental work that need to get dental work. Uh, all right. Uh, with me today is someone who has... Uh, we're going to keep... We're going to keep him anonymous, but a few weeks back, we did an episode on Aspen Dental. I had got turned on to a, just a very interesting, uh, I think I called it equal parts horrific and entertaining uh, Facebook group called Stop Aspen Dental Group, uh, which is just, it's got about 10,000 members and it just has a ton of people who have had bad experience specifically at Aspen Dental. And a, hey, a gen- I can barely hear you. Oh, you can barely hear me. Okay, how about that? Can you hear me yep. now? Okay. Yep. Okay, that's our guy. So we got a, <laughs> we got a guy. We got a guy who reached out to me, and he says he's been uh, an office manager at Aspen Dental. I'm still trying to get a dentist from Aspen Dental, and I still have not gotten that. But we're still working on that, and that might happen. But uh, okay, let's just call you Doctor. Oh uh, no, no. Let's call you. Let's call you <laughs> office manager. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, Mr. Manager. Uh, thank you for being with us today. How are you doing? Of course. Thanks for having me. I'm great. I'm a, I'm happy to uh, help out uh, the cause here. I, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. So tell me when are when did you start hearing about the the Facebook group? Yeah. So I think it was thanks to Dr. David Elrod, who I think is really who blew this thing up. Yeah. Um, yeah, his post that got shared like 100,000 times or whatever it was. So I'm pretty sure it crossed my path because then my family and friends said, hey, is this really how it was? Because, of course, they knew I worked for them. Sure. And then, of course, I had to answer to my family and friends because I was part of that. So. Uh, right. Okay. So when you when you started reading the stuff that people were saying, how much mm-hmm. of it did you feel like was like, oh geez, like get over it, or versus like, nope, that's that's that sounds about right. What's your I, general feeling? It, you know, I think it's fifty fifty. So the problem I have with it is there's a lot of misunderstanding of you know, and the group is great, but. You know, let's be honest, it is a, it's a lot of people that are, if they're saying the same thing. And I, I think that uh, there's a lot of, you know, and, and maybe it's changed since I've been there. I left in 2013, but it, it was not as dramatic when I was there. 
and, and maybe things have changed and gone more aggressive sales model than than what I did. And and I do agree there is a lot that I share sentiment with, but there's also a lot I disagree with. So I, I'd say it's probably fifty fifty. Okay, well let's let's talk about this. Let's give it some let's give it some history here. How long how long were you employed with Aspen Dental? Three and a half. Four years, eh, three and a half years, I'd say. And did you have experience at dental offices prior to Aspen Dental? Nope. So that's one of the accurate things. I saw a lot of people saying they targeted sales management, retail management, and that's exactly what I had. So that is 100% correct. That's who they targeted. Okay. So you. So had... I was I was headhunted. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And by whom? Mm-hmm. Like who, uh, who reaches regional. out? Who reaches out to you? So it was their regional manager at the time. I don't know how she found my information. I wasn't in the market for a position, but they reached out and it was a, it seemed like a good opportunity. So. Okay. Okay. And then when you get, when you get there, do you, uh, is there a training process? Are you being trained with another office manager or are you the sole office manager of that office? How does that work? Yeah. So it was a, I called it the 90 day crash course in dentistry. I can't tell you how much I learned in 90 days. I, I like to joke with the dentists I work with that I, I felt like I could walk and talk like a dentist, but I couldn't act like one and actually perform the procedures. But I felt like, yeah. you know, obviously I'm not discrediting the schooling all, all of you dentists go through. It's just that's how much information was crammed into us in a matter of 90 days. Well, you're in a very safe place right now because uh, <laughs> I, I am uh, not a big fan of, of how uh, the dental schooling is done. Uh, you know, um, I, I think a, a large majority of what we do, uh, what we learn and, and the curriculum is just not useful. It's just not used day to day. And it's, you know, it's four years and gosh, it actually, you know, we're here to talk honestly. And, and if you're saying, mm-hmm. honestly, in 90 days, I could hold my own with the best of them. Uh, you I know. thought I could. <laughs> and to be honest, I, I had my dentist at the time listen to my speaking and she would critique me. So I, it was an evolving thing. So I didn't like learn at all, obviously. Right. But I had to sound educated enough that I didn't sound like an idiot when I'm presenting a treatment plan or, or presenting the cost, I suppose, of the treatment plan because the treatment plan was already presented. So, you know what I mean? So that I had to sound like I was the extension of the dentist, right? And that was the pitch. Uh, yeah, exactly right. Okay. So you get this 90 day crash course and then mm-hmm. um, the office manager position is not a shared position in Aspen Dental. It is, you are the sole top dog at all. Correct. You, uh, you kind of higher and fire i'm assuming correct with the exception of the dentist but i did have a hand in escalating our first dentist into being let go okay because i had to be the middleman of obviously reporting the goings on yeah well let's put it this way when i was hired with this particular location i was at a training seminar and i asked because i was very close to walking in my store and taking ownership of it because I didn't get to go to my store for the first 90 days. So basically they wanted to release me to my store completely educated, right? Okay. At least that's what they thought. So I asked one of the regional managers at the time, I'll never forget this line. I said, you know, I've heard about this doctor. What am I walking into? And the lady at the time went like this, (laughs) 
good luck. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> that was the words. I'm like, okay, I'll never forget that. Thank you very much. Oh geez. Needless to say, yeah, I walked into something fun. Oh geez. <sighs> anyway, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this so this is what I find. Uh, fa- and here's the thing. I got, I want to be um, upfront. Uh, I yeah. don't know any dentists who work for Aspen Dental. There is an Aspen Dental in my area. The only uh-huh. experience I have is patients coming to me who have been seen at Aspen Dental. But a lot of patients come to different go to different dentists not having had the best experience. And so they try different Correct. places out. So Aspen Dental isn't the only place that people come back come to me and say, oh, I hated it there. It was terrible. And I'm sure that people go to right. other dental offices and they say, oh, Dr. Smith, I hate it. That, that guy doesn't listen to me at all. So there's this, um, there's this med- happy medium where you got to, you know, be like, well, what's real and what's not real. And, right. and, uh, it's just the sheer number of people who <laughs> are taking to the internet where you got to stand back and say, wow, that's, that's an impressive number of, of individuals who are saying a lot of the same things, right? Correct. So, uh, and as far as like my position of what's okay and what's not okay is that I don't think it's okay um, for non-dentists to dictate treatment. And I think that's a reasonable po- that's a reasonable position for most dentists to be in. And that's kind of, I think, what most dentists say is... Some dentists just kind of discount corporate dentistry across the board, and I uh, don't agree with that. I think you can have a lot of corporate dentists and corporate models that still do very good dentistry, and there's some benefits for the patients in situations like that. But uh, uh, I don't, I don't like any model where where treatment seems to be dictated from an office manager. Do you feel like that's accurate? towards Aspen Dental, like the office manager kind of dictates. And if someone's not doing a lot of perio or deep cleanings or fillings that you might like show, you shove some numbers on a piece of paper underneath the door to the dentist and be like, Hey, maybe pick up the pace a little bit. Is there, is there, do you feel like that's anything like that is, is happening? Okay. Yeah. So in my tenure and I know in this group, cause I'm sure they're going to listen to this podcast. I, and this is going to be unpopular, but I will tell you flat out 100%. I had not one bit of dictating any treatment to that dentist. In fact, our relationship was really good between ourselves, myself and her. Um, good. so there was not any of that. And had that been the case, I would have told Aspen Dental, what credentials do I have? And, and this was a battle, don't get me wrong. Yeah. And and uh, we did have some trouble that I can tell you about one particular case I, I recall vividly. But 100%, I never did any of that. Now, Good. was there times when I was pacing a little bit because a case or something was taking long and the doctor was taking a little bit longer well yes there was probably those but also it's because we had two assistants one hygienist one doctor and let me tell you how many chairs we ran we ran a full hygiene chair uh 10 patients a day we ran a new patient schedule which was anywhere from five to ten new patients a day Mm -hmm. we ran a procedure schedule so and that was anywhere from i don't know it could have been a full mouth extraction down to fillings 
And then we had an overflow uh, schedule as well, which could have been denture adjustments or bite adjustments or who knows, whatever. So if there was me pacing outside a door, it's because I'm panicking because I got a a room full of patients that are looking at me looking at their watch. Sure. So, you know, so that, sure. Did I do that? Yes, because I, well, I had to. Um, But as far as the treatment plan, no. Great. Okay, so that doesn't seem to me to be anything different than any other office manager or patient care coordinator who's just trying to move the schedule along. Uh, I know certainly, you know, hygienists and dental assistants and front office staff definitely don't appreciate it when a dentist takes takes a a lot longer than they should. Um, Correct. Okay, so uh, never dictated any treatment. Did your compensation depend were there bonuses involved for collections or not that there's actually i give a bonus to my staff for collections um but was there any incentive like that where maybe at a different location uh it could have incentivized that kind of um relationship where an office manager is trying to get more things done yeah and it certainly could um and and i also will say i was in private practice too and mm. and I consulted for some dentists as well. So I've got both perspectives. And let me tell you, both of those offices paid commission. Now, yeah. my private practice and Aspen. So yes, I will tell you, I was incentivized. I had a base salary and I had a commission based on production goals. Okay. So if if the office hit a certain percentage, or uh, you know, if your if your production goal was one hundred fifty thousand, and then I hit one seventy, I was paid a percentage of the 170 yeah so and that that is very normal in a lot of private practice settings uh, maybe not on that structure maybe it's a simple bonus based on hitting a certain goal but mine was a percentage based on production yeah and let me make this clarification uh, because I think this is important uh, when we're saying like here's I, I bonus my staff when we hit a certain number of collections mm-hmm. when they when they collect a certain amount of money in the office because a lot of the money's made over the phone and um, right uh, it's not just like it's not my staff selling root canals and selling uh, you know four quadrants of of scaling and root planing my staff is getting people in the door so that I can mm-hmm. sell that so that I can mm-hmm. deliver that treatment and 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 create the value and and get those patients to accept that treatment. And so that's where the idea, well, I, to the lay person or maybe someone who's uninitiated into the dental world, that might seem like a bad thing. But again, most offices, no. most offices uh, are going to incentivize based on production goals and most, o- yeah, production or collection goals, anything, anything like that. Correct. Now and you, Aspen was production. And I think most private practice are collection. So yes, that makes sense. Yeah. And, Let's be honest. We're all in business to make money, and if anybody discredits that, they're crazy. Everybody's in business to make money, so why not incentivize if they do well? Right. You're doing everything right. Right. And at its core, at its core, dentistry is a commission job. I mean, if you own your own practice, correct. uh, I mean, you know, the employee dentists at Aspen wouldn't uh, this wouldn't apply to them, but. because they're probably well, they're probably paid off a off. Do you know how the dentists are? You probably know how the how the dentists paid. Yes. Is it a produ- is it a so, percentage of production? It tell it depends if they were the practice, the main doctor, or if they were an associate. 
So oh, okay, yeah. Spell out the structure for me. Yeah, so they had a base salary. If it was the what, what did we call them? Oh, like a lead doc, like nah, a lead a lead dentist yeah, or something. Yeah, it was something like that. Um, practice no, uh, it might come to me, but okay. in, in any way, in any sense, it's it's much like a, a a small group private practice where you have the the main doctors and then you bring in the associate docs, right? Yeah, and the associate docs make so much, and they're doing these type of cases, and then the the main docs are doing this. So. My facility only had a main doc, and we sometimes had a traveling associate doc based on patient flow and demand, of course. Um, but the associate docs obviously made less salary. That's really what it boiled down to. And was it a salary? Yes, and they got bonuses as well. So if my – yeah, if – I think it was – I don't know if we want. Do we want to discuss salary? No, you don't have to give specific numbers, but but I do want to know. It's just a. It's a. Is it a salary? Like here's how much you get paid per shift or per hour, or or is it like you get a certain percentage? It was an annual. Yeah, it was an annual salary. Okay. And they got production bonuses, much like anybody else. Okay, understood. Yes. All right. Uh, So. uh, let's see. You had mentioned there was an experience that you had, or some kind of story that you you had alluded to, and I want to go back to that before I forget and mm-hmm. have you elaborate on what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay, so y- yes, there we had regional management and state management show up every now and then, and of course you had to be on your best because my gosh, watch out. Yeah, um, sure. I mean, I, I wear polo shirts and I, I have a tattoo that's covered by, you know, by my polo normally, but if one particular lady saw it, she would fight me on the spot, you know, that type of situation. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. Really goofy. Um, but anyway, the, that situation I'll never forget cause it was towards the end of my tenure and it was kind of the nail in the coffin where I was having moral dilemmas with this place. It didn't start till really late kind of into my t- uh, tenure but okay. i'll never forget we had a uh 70s ish woman in the office uh being seen i think we treatment planned her for and i shouldn't say we i didn't the doctor you know just as a collective we treatment planned her for sure. a couple fillings and a profi which is a cleaning obviously you know that um but so it was a very basic you know treatment plan and um the regional manager happened to be that day and was reviewing every new patient uh, treatment plan that day because you can it's all digital right mm-hmm. so he pulled open the panorex and saw all this lady's third molars were still in her mouth on a 70 year old woman yes okay and um and wisdom teeth for everybody out there. Those are your third molars, right? That's right. We call them whizzies. Whizzies. That's right. Oh man, you do know you do know the lingo, man. I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm still in it. It's all in my head. Right? <laughs> so anyway, this lady still had her whizzies, right? And yeah. um, this regional manager pulled uh, the doctor and myself into an office. I don't know why me, but and said, "Well, why aren't we treatment planning the removal of thirds on his person?" And the doctor about flipped <laughs> wow and uh and this is a this is the we always talked about the suits versus the, the the lab coats right yeah the suits versus the white coats i think is what we said yeah and um this was one of those situations that really grinded my gears um because it wasn't right you were present too yeah 
So yeah, it was I like a, it was this thing. regional manager who doesn't really show up all that often, and yeah. but is uh, higher up in the yeah. in the corporation. And yeah. then you're there, and the doctor's there, and this regional yeah. manager sees the the, the pano X-ray and wonders why mm-hmm. there's third molars that are not treatment plan for removal on a 70 year old woman. Yeah, and I think her answer yeah. quite literally was because she's 70 years old if they haven't caused her problem now they're not going to so right i think i think deep down he understood that but i think the really dumb part about this is that there are more stats in aspen dental than baseball so our kpis right key performance indicators yeah so right so the average treatment plan needed to be at a certain dollar amount and a profi and a couple fillings is, you know, four or five hundred bucks, right? Yeah. But the average treatment plan needed to be about three grand per client. So, oh. well, how do we get that up to three grand? We treatment plan some removal of wisdom teeth, and there's another twenty five hundred bucks. Done deal. If she doesn't do it, well, who cares? But at least it looks good on the KPIs. That's what I took from that conversation. Whether he wanted us to actually do it or not. I don't know, but yeah. either way, that shouldn't have been a discussion. You shouldn't treatment plan just for sake of treatment planning, and that was well. And that's what difficult. That's difficult to explain to this seventy-year-old woman. Is Correct. hey, I gotta put this. I gotta put this on so my KPIs look good. So <laughs> how stupid is that? Right, right. Because you can't explain the KPIs to the patient. The patient just thinks the dentist is. Right. No, that that puts dentists in a very tricky spot. Because right. what you might be doing is saying, well, I'll just put it on the treatment plan and she won't right. do it, but then it'll right. get them off my back for my KPI numbers. But at the same yeah. time, the patients have access to their treatment plan they're gonna, and they're going to ask the question, why in the world are you telling me that I should pull my teeth out? Well, uh, and I've run into that flip side of that where I was doing um, calls based on open, un, uncompleted open treatment. That's the next part I was going to get to. Yes. Okay, good. Yeah, so because we had this running list of all open treatment for the last, you know, whatever, it's retention. You know, it's it's uh, get people back in the door, right? Yeah. So you're you're going through all these uncompleted open treatment plans, and I called somebody, sounded like an idiot. They're like, the doctor never told me. And then there's that conversation because I was the office manager saying, you're not a doctor. Why are you telling me I need to do this? I'm like, well, sir, this is a treatment plan. Right. <sighs> so it, um, it, yeah, it, it, the, the reverse of that has happened to me. Um, yeah, no, that, that, that happens all the time in my office too. Cause here's the thing. And so like, let's say I, let's say I treatment plan three crowns on someone. And they don't really uh-huh. like, they're not urgently needed, but let's say they're just like uh-huh. huge amalgam fillings. And my uh-huh. general rule is if 50% of the tooth isn't your tooth, I'm probably going to recommend a crown, but I typically explain it as there's nothing wrong with the filling except for the size. So it's something that you might want to think about in the future because if it breaks, you might need a root canal. And so I'll throw uh-huh. any tooth on the treatment plan that violates that rule. Well, if I don't do a good right. job of explaining that to the patient, they get a phone call from one of my patient care coordinators down the road because we have software mm-hmm. that tells us, hey, Mrs. Jones hasn't completed mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. That's just, you know, that's just, you know, treatment waiting to be done. And she'll go and call them just like you kind of were doing. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so that can be super. Conf- that's See, and I'm convinced that a lot of what I see on that Facebook group, well, just in general, these, uh, you know, people that are driven to anger 
and they're upset, mm-hmm. it's based on miscommunication. It's just someone's Correct. not communicating something to somebody. I don't think Correct. you got an organization that just hates poor people or or you got dentists that just collectively do a crappy job. That makes right. so much less sense to me than just one hand isn't talking to the other hand. That's just that's all that's yep. happening here. And and I think that probably resolves I mean, because obviously if you spent some time with a 70-year-old woman and said, listen, here, there's these things called KPIs, okay? And I got <laughs> to, I got I got to, and I got to tell you about these things to tell you why, why I included that on your treatment plan. I don't want you to take your wisdom teeth out, but I got to include it because these guys, the, the regional guys, you know, breathe down my neck because uh, my KPIs are too low. Uh, that's just yeah. not how we talk to patients, right? But that is, but no. that is, if we were being completely honest, that's what we would say, right? <laughs> Right. Uh, well, and and to be honest, we just ignored. We just uh, dealt with those people the day they showed up, and then we never listened again. We, I can't tell you in this whole perio discussion on this group, I can't tell you how many profies we di- or we treatment plan in that office. Um, it was incredible. I, I I expected to see much worse, and maybe the doctor was a little bit on the cautious side. I have no idea, but y- yeah, we we didn't care about the KPIs. We did what we tried to do what was right. As much as we could. And once it got more aggressive that we couldn't do that anymore, that's when the whole office turned over. Right. Period. Yeah. Now, hey, is this regional person a dentist? No. Okay. Okay. Nope. They're most certainly not. There's a There was like a, a doctor that oversaw the area, and then there was like a lead hygienist that oversaw a certain area. Okay. But most of the, most of the areas were filled with the business people. So it's safe to say that this regional person is probably going to visit a lot of offices and asking right. those questions and kind that of... That was their job. Yeah, and, they, and they're asking the questions about KPIs and, and, hey, and they're looking through all of the new patient exams whenever they go to a new place. And that not, all, not all offices are going to be as strong when faced with this challenge of treating patients versus... Uh, versus making upper management happy. That is where you're noticing this group come to fruition. That right. is one I can 100% agree with that statement. It, I'm sure it happens all over the place. Right, because I mean, I it sounds like in your office you had a dentist that was stalwart and mm-hmm. and uh, knew what uh, she she correct. Yes, knew she. knew what she was doing and felt this is my comfort zone and I'm never going to deviate from that no matter right. no matter who comes comes in now okay so so here's my question let's say uh did you do you feel that dentists who didn't have a high enough kpi were fired i mean is that a consequence is that a r- r- legitimate if i'm an aspen dental if i'm an aspen dental dentist uh should i be afraid of that yeah i'm i have witnessed so the first dentist I walked into, remember the good luck guy? Yeah, that guy? Yes, I um, do remember that. Yes, the good luck guy. Um, I, I think I witnessed that with that, but his was, I think what happened with him, because I, I didn't see his whole tenure. I walked into the last, you know, his last three months of employment there. Mm-hmm. And um, I think what they do is they figure out who those people are, maybe based on complaints from the office complaints from patients but also com- and issues with the numbers okay and then they kind of start honing in on that person and making their life miserable to make them want to quit 
that is what I think they do to people because I witnessed it happen to my regional manager who hired. Oh, they that, push you out until. Yeah, how do they? Bad. How do they make my life miserable if I'm a dentist there? Uh, <laughs> overload your schedule and your patient load. I, this particular dentist, um, I'll never forget him walking into my office and. Yeah. I don't know if I want to repeat what he said, if I can swear on here or not. But he, <laughs> <laughs> if you're if you're quoting a real instance, I can't, I can't, I, I can't fault you for that. Well, okay. Well, you did. can you can use letters if you want to. <laughs> I mean, I'm not opposed to swearing, but he, <laughs> he 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 walked into my office and he slammed the door and he said, "Steve, this is shit. This is shit." <laughs> he just started okay. going off on me because the schedule. I, I don't know if that's what they did to push him out, but, you know, because I didn't control my schedule 100%. The call center put the new patients in. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So that it that irritated the heck out of me because they didn't pay attention to what, you know, like I knew how to balance a full mouth extraction case against some new patients, against some impressions, against whatever. And I could do that internally well. Um, I actually became a trainer for a lot of the offices on how to properly schedule okay. to not get behind. But the problem was is that the the Aspen Dental model is to attract somebody who needs immediate something, right? Yeah. That's their target demographic is get somebody that is in pain or this and that, walk them in the door, address their issue, not fix the issue on day one, and then comprehensive treatment plan them and turn them out the door and hopefully sign them. So, so it wasn't the goal... Sorry to interrupt. It wasn't the goal to do same day treatment. Oh no, that you know, there are so many people on that page that talk about. I went in to get this. They told me I was going to do it on the phone. We never did new patient day first day treatment. Like oh. I got so mad at the call center, and that was a constant battle that just drove yeah. us nuts Be- because we already have a full load in chair one with whatever we were doing for production for that day. I couldn't rely. Here's the deal. If I have daily production goals, I can't rely on 10 new patients to hit my goals. I have to have a full chair one yeah, and then schedule out chair two new patients to future appointments, right? I mean, that's how they set us up. Mm -hmm. And um, so a lot of people would be like, well, can't you just, the tooth is wiggling. Can't you pull it out? Sometimes we would just... I had one person that wanted tooth number nine pulled and it was already wiggling. So she just numbed it up, pulled it, gone, 119 bucks later, fine. Yeah. But I mean, for the most part, and for the most part, anything more comprehensive than that, it wasn't going to happen. So my experience, that's so interesting because, uh, you know, most gurus, practice management gurus, and also other corporate models. So let me explain to, if, if uh, to, well, definitely to you. Uh, and also to my listeners, I am part of a corporate model called Comfort Dental. And Comfort Dental is a little unique because I'm the boss at my office. I, uh, I own and operate the entire franchise. There is no office manager dictating anything to me. We have patient care coordinators. We have assistants. We have uh, expanded function dental assistants. Um, and, uh, but essentially, I hire and fire. I buy supplies. I kind of do, do all that stuff. Uh, and as the, um, as a owner doc, I don't have any influence. There's no, no one's influencing me besides, you know, my desire to feed my family. Uh, and, mm. uh, you know, at the end yeah. of the, at the end of the day. So I just wanted to be clear. I do work 
for a uh, it's it's uh, uh, under a corporate a corporate entity which gets lumped in they all get lumped in together i think and they're not all exactly the same uh, but i do i am finding this super super interesting uh because same day treatment is precisely what i'm what i've always been taught to do and what i have realized in practice in practical in practical you know implementation that really helps my bottom line and makes my patients mm. super happy right so you know someone comes in and then they're you know they're in trouble they need a root canal someone comes in they're in trouble they need a uh, you know those those are the people who leave me good reviews those are the people who will sing my praises mm-hmm. when i'm done so i find it so interesting that aspen such a large company doesn't doesn't uh play that way they 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 want to come in and have you do the comprehensive treatment plan because that is one surefire way to piss off whoever Mm -hmm. is sitting there in pain and i'm sure you dealt with that all the time all the time where it's like all the time it doesn't make any sense for that to be your policy right i mean it makes sense to say no let's leave space if we're getting all these a lot of these same day you know emergency type of patients Let's leave space that we can kind of depend upon to say, yeah, I'll, t- I'll pull this tooth out. Yeah, I'll, I'll do. I'll start right. this. Ro- I'll start this root canal, and we'll do your comprehensive exam next time. Later, you know, right? Uh, so that's that's super eye opening to me. I would not have thought that. I would have thought Aspen Dental so, is a place is going to pull your tooth the same day, and that's wrong. Yeah, and and that's probably the extent of what they would, what we would do same day, and it would be dependent on what the other patient load is. So I'm not going to say it didn't happen because it did. Sure. Um, but let me put it this way: Do you do molar endo? I do. Will you touch or will you refer? Okay, I do. So yeah. our doc, our doc wouldn't. So they would come in for that exam and then have to be told to this patient, you have to go to an endodontist, and that doctor's not in network. And then here we go. That goes down the rabbit hole, yeah. right? Because Aspen's the only doctor in network, which you're going to see all over that group. Aspen's the only dentist I can go to, which is technically not true. But if you want the in-network discounts, then yes, it's true. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, it depended on what it was and certainly not molar endo or um, so yeah, and I can't always complete a molar root canal on the same day, but I can start it and get them out of right. pain, and and uh, you know I can uh, triage that to help the patient do what they need to do. Right. But and there's also times when my schedule limits me, and not everybody can. Just depends on when people come in. There's people that come in, and I'm just like, hey, I cannot do this, or you have to right. sit in this chair, and I'm gonna hop around, and it might be 45 minutes before I come back, and I can see. You. I'll try right. my best to help you out. But, uh, yeah, but that's, uh, and we did that too on occasion, but if we've got a full chair one and I've got 10 new patients in chair two, it's not even possible with one doctor. I mean, do the math. It's just not possible. Yeah. And I think again, why do you have this group with so many people pissed off? And now it's starting to make a lot more sense why people Mm -hmm. are so pissed off because Mm -hmm. it's a little bait and switchy, you know? It, it, it's a little bit, you come in here for this root can, I mean, that's how, that's how the patient's going to feel. And that's what sometimes dentists, uh, uh-huh. don't, well, I mean, I should say, I shouldn't even say dentists cause they're not dentists. It's going to be regional managers. It's going to be corporate entities that aren't even dentists that are kind of saying, no, tell them you'll fix their root canal, tell them you'll, you'll solve their pain. And then treatment plan, 18 fillings to do the next day and yep. get them to pay for the whole thing. What were you trying to get people to pay for the treatment plan the first day? 
Oh yeah, How absolutely. Does, I want. I do want to spend before I let you go. I want to spend some time on the finances that patients go through because another thing that we do different than I think most doctors across the board is I speak about money to my patients directly. So, yep. uh, as a doc, someone says, um, "How much is a crown?" I say six fifty. I don't have any. I don't. I don't say it depends. I don't say any. Well, I'm not really sure. You have to go talk to Susie up front, and she'll tell you what what we'll do. I say six fifty. Is that doable? Can we do it? And then they'll tell me the answer. And then I take them up to Susie and say they're ready to do a crown on number nineteen and six fifty, and we're going to charge them, and we're going to get that done. And uh, that's how the finances work in my office. But that's because I talk about money. So my question is: patient comes in. Let's say they are kind of not feeling good with one tooth, little toothache somewhere. They get a comprehensive treatment plan. What's the next step that happens to them? Yeah, so the doc will say, I don't handle the money. Yeah. Um, you know, you got to talk to Steve. You got to talk to this guy. You got to talk to Bob. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to talk to whoever. Um, they will defer that, like you just alluded to, not doing. Um, and then they go sit down with the office manager and they, the office manager generally had the treatment plan already plugged into the system, right? Yeah. And they're ready for them and, um, say, uh, I would, unfortunately, yes, I was trained to show the whole thing, not just what they came in for. Um, yeah. that included the perio, the whole thing, whatever they had going on. Um, and then of course it usually was met with can't afford that is that then of course it's the back and forth of how do you do that so um sometimes patients would fight and just want whatever they came in for and of course then i would whittle down the treatment plan all the way down to that yeah assuming the doctor was okay with that scenario whatever it is um but essentially the idea was yes i was supposed to collect it all um and sometimes i got in trouble for not making a collection but scheduling an appointment because we had a stat that showed if they made an appointment, did they pay to hold that appointment? Um, okay. So, yes. And care credit was a big, big part of it. Is that your main um, financing option for patients is care credit? It was. I think it's either not anymore based on that group. I don't know. Because they're talking, about, they're talking about a lot of in-house financing options that sound uh are a point of soreness for some people yes so care credit was the main one we did have a uh in-house one if they were denied for care credit but okay. it was only supposed to be it was very very strict as to the terms and to make a down payment all this goofy stuff yeah um care credit was obviously the premier choice because then they could get financing for a certain amount financed um and then yeah they're pretty much pre-paying for the whole treatment and getting it done all right. Or hopefully getting it done. All right. So some of these things you're seeing on the Facebook group that come up about these aggressive financing options, that's not something that you mm-hmm. feel that you experienced. No, I did not. Anytime I've done a consultative approach, I'm real with people. I do it in my business today. Yeah. I'm like, look, this is what it is. I'd be happy to help if you want us to help but I understand if we're not the right partner or what, write this. That was my approach. It probably didn't help my case with corporate, but I didn't care. I could sleep at night a little better. Sure. Sure. Um, I mean, it just, I, I, I saw these people in the community. I mean, I, I didn't want to screw them over. Um, so that's what drove me nuts about that place is, was that. And do you feel like you left because of a moral imperative? 
there was two reasons that I left. Okay. One was that moral thing, that wis- that wisdom tooth thing, right? That that, that sent you down the, a, that sent you down a road that you didn't. Yes. Like. Okay. Yep. And there there were other instances. That's just the one that sticks out in my mind. Yeah. Number two, um, I was on a track to rise in the company, um, and the person who hired me was pushed out because they had a shift in management, and all of a sudden, this aggressive nonsense people came in pushed her out and forced her to quit and then they sat me down one day and said that my future track was gone and i had to start from scratch and then they sat me down in my office and said you know i i can tell you haven't been feeling good about what happened here so why don't you tell me how you feel about what happened to you Mm. and that was it i told them yeah, I, at that point, I was already out the door. And, yeah, and it, so I, it was it was twofold the 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 morale thing, and uh, and that and the doctor I had that we liked working together, she quit before this all happened. So I was just hanging out by a thread at that point because they kept on giving me temp doctors and this and that. Yeah, it was garbage. Do you feel like that doctor quit because maybe she also didn't feel great about the structure? Correct. Is that one hundred percent? Is that how you feel? Correct. Yeah. Yes. And do you, I've reached out. I still stay in touch with her, so I've reached oh, out to her. And yes. And you're not in dental. You're not in the dental field at all right now. Not anymore for your career. Correct. Okay. Will you ever go back? I <laughs> too bad of a taste miss in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did like it. I really did, and that's why I agreed to do this because I am still passionate about it. Yeah. Um. So and, and I get it. Um. So I, I, that's why I joined the group because I just wanted to be on the other side and help if I could. Of yeah. Course, some people didn't like my opinion, but you know, I, I, I tried to help. I didn't want to be a jerk, but you know. Yeah. Well, I can't thank you enough for. Um, I can't thank you enough for coming on. This has been. <laughs> I, I mean, I learned a lot that I didn't think I was going to learn, and it's always awesome. interesting to see how another office does things. Um, and awesome. interesting is one word to use. Um, again. I'm trying to stay as neutral as I can and kind of give people my opinion. Like, this is how I do things. This is what I wouldn't do. This is what I have a problem with. Um, One thing I like about Comfort Dental, the corporate structure that I work with, is the CEO is a dentist. All the vice presidents are dentists. Anyone in any kind of authoritative position is a dentist, besides like the group's lawyer and the group's CPA and those uh, type of roles which preclude that. But uh, is that when we get, you know, quarterly meetings we're getting talked to by dentists who have been in the trenches and they know what we're going through and 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 are are would never ask me why 70 year olds are having keeping wisdom teeth in their in their mouth that's incredible that's a crazy story man that's crazy Uh, yeah poor little poor little old lady oh man (laughs) pull those wisdom she wouldn't have known what she wouldn't have known what hit her she'd have no clue Yeah. Well, hey, before I forget, we do a a, a secret word and uh, I'm going to ask you if you'd like to just think about a secret word for a second and we're going to reveal the secret word. And then the instructions are if you hear the secret word and email the secret word to drilledpodcast at gmail.com, it is worth $500 of free dental work in my office for you or you can gift it to anybody that you want to. So, uh, Mr. Office Manager, do you uh, do you have a secret word that you'd like to uh, reveal? Could be anything. Oh my gosh! Oh I know, my gosh! I know. I'm putting you on the spot. I'm so I'm so. Wow. Real. You could be any <laughs> any word or phrase, or you can 
uh, you can you can pass that over to me if you want. Speaker. Speaker. Okay. That's the word is speaker. So email the word speaker to drilledpodcast at gmail.com. And that is worth 500 big ones at my office. Uh, and uh, thanks. Thank you so much for listening. Follow us on all the uh, Instagram and Twitter. And, and thank you for listening and subscribing. And uh, Mr. Office Manager, I appreciate your time. Is there anything else you want to add to the conversation? Anything we didn't go over that you think is uh, pertinent? Oh, man. We didn't even get into the period debate, but I know that's going to take up a ton of time. <laughs> so I'd love to sit and chat more about that. But I, I think we, I think we hit a lot. I really do. It's a lot to hit, and I usually like, I, I usually don't like to extend past about 45, 45 minutes. Typically, Unders- understood. But, but understood. the the perio debate is a. I know what you're talking about, and that's a good. That's a good. <laughs> That's a good debate to have. That's another one where people come come uh, people come down and say, you know, you're not you're not doing you're not doing enough perio, and I'm sure mm-hmm. it's very similar to uh, you're not pulling enough wisdom teeth. You can't leave these wisdom teeth mm-hmm. here. Very similar to that situation. And when you're coming from a regional corporate, you know, corporate, that's where you know perio and pulling wisdom teeth are very low overhead. They don't cost the mm-hmm. office a lot in supplies, but they generate a lot of money. And so mm-hmm. that's just, uh, you know, if you're dealing with a corporate structure like that with non-dentists that are just thinking numbers and finances, that's what you're going to get. Yep. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, thank you so much again, and thank you for listening, and stay on the line here with me, and I'm going to uh, end the recording and say goodbye to our listeners. Sounds good.